first time I had it, I was like, this is fine, but I would rather be eating either A, a good burger, or B, a good burrito. And like I said, they sell both those things there. But then I had a strange sort of craving just for kind of the mix of it in a burrito, and I went back and got a second one. Will I go back a third time? Because that's, then you're committing, and then you're saying, that's the person I am. I eat burritos. Corner Table, a Capital Times podcast about food and drink in Madison. The Burgrito is the latest culinary mashup to hit Madison, opening a franchise on Monroe Street in March. The combination of burger, fries, veggies, and sauce, all in a tortilla wrap, proved an intriguing one for my friend and colleague Rob Thomas, who writes the Yeah, I Ate That column about the strangest food he can find. I'm your host, Cap Times food writer Lindsay Christians. This week, we started with a discussion of the Burgerito, then wondered a little bit about other culinary mashups, which ones feel brilliant and which ones feel kind of like a step too far. Give a listen. Welcome to the studio, Rob. Hi, thanks for having me, Lindsay. So you went and tried the legendary Burgerito. Well, I have to confess, I went and I went twice to have burritos, which is probably probably fitting since it's basically two different foods mashed up together. I would have to go twice to have a whole one of either one of them, right? I think that I think the math checks out there. I've only had half a food of each one if I only had one burrito. I have so many questions about this. Yes. So, I feel like if I went twice to get a burrito, the thing I would maybe want to do on my second time is deconstruct the burrito into its component parts to see if it was like a good burger and a good burrito. Did you feel the urge at all to just like go like full on Taco Bell spork smash and like take it all apart? No, not really. Because I mean, I think the whole point of it is is the is the creation. Like I. Like, I don't think it, it compares to good burgers, and I don't think it compares to good burritos, but to other burritos, it probably stands up pretty well. Um, I don't know. I mean, this is like a Brooklyn-based chain, I think, that is sort of making their first foray into Madison, I think foray to the Midwest altogether. It's it's a, a fun idea, which I tell people, and I see them recoil and lean forward at the same time, which is an interesting physical reaction to see somebody do. Um, and you know, I, I, I mean, I think it's worth trying. I mean, it's on Monroe street, which is an interesting place for that. This feels more like a state street or even Regent Regent street for sure. Kind of food, perhaps a late night food. I don't think they're even open that late. If I'm not mistaken, like only till like nine, I think they're primarily takeout and each street is probably their primary mode of feeding people. And you can go in and sit down, but I think probably takeout and deliveries, how they make their business for the most part. Well, because it's a handheld thing. Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, while a burger being delivered, you know, I mean, a lot can happen along the way because it's wrapped up and it's, you know, it's not as tight a form as the burrito. Like a burrito, ordering a burrito, taking a burrito home, I mean, that's your ultimate handheld food, which is probably, you know, one of the reasons why they thought it would be appealing 
The other being, you know, if you're on a low carb diet, you don't want to deal with a bun. You just have a tortilla. It's probably preferable, right? It's still a carb. It is, but it's probably not as much as a full bun. Hmm. Probably true. Yeah. I wonder, part of the key to constructing a good burrito is making sure all of your ingredients are kind of distributed well throughout the burrito so you don't get like a bite of rice, a bite of beans, a bite of tomato, whatever. So how strata. Right. Yeah. So, okay. So how does the burrito address that? So I don't remember the exact order, but you have ground beef patties and, and that's key I think is like it's not just ground beef the way you would be a normal burrito it is two is a patty cut in half and put inside there's bacon in there kind of on the bottom there's cheese on the patty which I think is grilled onto the patty um, and then you've got your let's see lettuce tomato onion there is a orange uh, chipotle sauce in there as well which I believe sort of felt like like a Big Mac sauce in texture not in taste but sort of Fill that kind of void. Um, and then where the rice would be in a burrito, there's French fries. And for me, that's where the burrito goes wrong. A burrito is like a great reheating item. You eat half, you get a burrito as big as your head from that place, and then, uh, which we won't buzz market, and then you head home. You eat half of it, head home, put it in the fridge, and have the, the other, second half for lunch, and it reheats fantastic. French fries, notoriously, are they never reheat well the next day. You might as well just toss them because they never it never turns out well. Um, and so in the burrito, like they're inside the burrito, so you almost can't help yourself. Like you, it, you can't just take out the fries and without doing a lot of deconstructive work, like you were saying. It's sort of like, to me, There, I recently was having some chile rellenos, and, like, the whole challenge, right, is that, like, they're meant to be, like, a little bit greasy, a little bit gloppy, right? Because right. It's, it's fried. The pepper is, like, stuffed with cheese, and then it's fried with, like, a batter, and then it's in, like, a tomato kind of sauce. You know, it's, like, a, in sort of a sauce there. And so the sauce... The interaction between the sauce and the fried outer bit uh-huh. it has to be just right. Otherwise, it will just get totally, like, dense and leaden. And it's meant to be, like, it can't be super, super crispy. But, like, the appeal of a French fry is how, is that kind of crispy exterior and right. the soft potato interior and, like, the saltiness of it. But you put it inside a burrito and you're just mainly going to get potato. It's just kind of filling. You know yeah. what I mean? Without, without a lot of distinctive qualities to it and so I didn't need it the first time and then I found it to be a real sort of impediment the next day when I tried to have the second half so the second time I went I just ate the whole burrito so that's how I solved that problem that's a solution right um can you get them without that I don't know I could have asked I get probably probably yeah do they do build your own burritos I mean, they have a they have they do sell burgers and burritos separately. So probably at some point you can just get those. Um, I just ordered you know both times sort of the what their idea of a burrito was and didn't mess with it too much. I don't know how you feel about restaurant reviews, but I I'm sort of like take it as it comes. Like I wouldn't like like open up a burger just to put a whole bunch of different toppings on it and then try and review that because it's like it, you're reviewing what the chef made, right? Absolutely. That's the same reason that I often don't get 
uh, charcuterie plates unless the chef is making his or her own right. charcuterie. Right. Because it's just you're just then reviewing underground food collective. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's actually an impediment sometimes for people who come with me who are used to saying, can I have that without the sauce but with extra onions and can you do it this other way and put this other thing on there? And I'm like, you can't do any of that. Right. No. It's interesting. I don't know if uh, – so when my wife and I go out to to um, eat and we get beer, she always gets a sample, always samples beers and then picks. And I just, I just pick one and, and I want it. And I don't know if that's like a thing like – you get what you get and you don't have a fit sort of school of restaurant criticism. You know what I mean? Like you take, you roll the dice and you take your chances. Um, I don't know. I, I, it's just a different mindset. I think we're like, it's like, okay, it's your restaurant. You, you know, get to choose. You get to choose. Yeah. So were there things about the burrito that you think would make it appealing for like late night food? Like, cause it seems like drunk stoner food a little bit yeah. when you describe the concept. Well, I will say, and <clears throat> I was not on any substances before either trip, but I definitely had a craving for it the second time, which I, surprised me, quite frankly, because the first time I had it, I was like, this is fine, but I would rather be eating either A, a good burger, or B, a good burrito. And like I said, they sell both those things there. But then I had a strange sort of craving just for kind of the mix of it in a burrito, and I went back and got a second one. Um and I enjoyed it. I will say the first time, the the beef is supposed to be well done, uh, and it was the first time. The second time, it was more like a like a medium rare, which I actually prefer in my burgers, but was strange in a burrito for sure. Like almost kind of put me off it. I think so. Um, so will I go back a third time? Because that's then you're committing, and then you're saying that's the person I am. I eat burritos, and I don't know if I'm prepared to do that at this point. But I guess I'll find out who I am if I end up going back more and more. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to talk just in general about culinary mashups because the burrito, I feel like, speaks to this larger question of what foods are acceptable, socially or otherwise, to mash up and what foods feel like a step too far or like an unholy union. And so I was thinking about this and thinking about, like, the banh mi, for example, is like French and Vietnamese coming together to make something beautiful. Right. Um, there are some like currywurst or like, you know, Korean stews that have like spam in there, whatever. Um, and some of them have really interesting, for better or for worse, histories. Um, well, yeah, you think about the banh mi. I mean, did that come out at, from the French war and into China? Is that, yes. That's fascinating. So, yeah. and, but like just today, I had a poke burrito roll. Okay. So it was a sushi roll with poke ingredients, which are basically the same as like many sushi roll ingredients, right? right? But it's a but it's a poke burrito roll and they're calling it a burrito roll mainly because it's a big roll and it's wrapped in nori, uh, so seaweed, right. and then, you know, with aluminum foil on the outside. And it was Great. I really liked it. It had like a ton of veggies in there. It had like a pickled daikon radish and beet and avocado. And it had like a little bit of imitation crab in there and some tuna. And it was just, it was, it was handheld. Yeah. And it was great. And and it reminded, there was supposed to be a sushi burrito place opening up on the far west side, I think, Middleton, that never came to fruition. But, you know, you say sushi burrito and people are like, what? So I, I guess I want to put that question to you. Like, are there culinary combinations or mashups culturally that you think, like, work particularly well or ones that you would never touch? Well, 
as you're saying that, I'm thinking of there's there's I can think of two different ways that those mashups happen. One is bring two different flavors together, which is probably like what the banh mi is. Um, and it's basically, do they work together or do they not, right? I mean, that's pretty simple. The other kind, I think, is when you take one kind of food and then you put it in the structure of another one, which sounds like what you're describing with the poke. I mean, is it basically a poke bowl and a burrito or a poke bowl and a roll? Kind of, but with like not nearly as many like sauces, and because the thing with a poke bowl is like there's lots of textural right. difference on the top because you'll get like you know uh, sesame seed crunch or whatever you'll get like seaweed and whatever in there, and so some of the same flavor profiles, yeah. But basically, like if I had to describe it to somebody, I would call it like a really big sushi roll that you hold in your hand, right? So that's one I think like for the most part, it's structure. It's I mean the burrito is kind of the same way in that it is a burger in a burrito kind of form, but then they do add that chipotle sauce, which is something you associate with, you know, a burrito. So it's interesting. And, and I mean, ultimately I think people are just trying to distinguish themselves, try to show, show off something different. Um, you know, I mean, a, a ton of like, yeah, I ate that columns are about <clears throat> this flavor and that potato chip and why did on earth did they do that or this flavor on this Oreo or they made a Whopper but they put you know weird weird stuff on it. I mean that's a lot of what it ends up being is not something new but like some new combination of familiar things. Sometimes really familiar things. I think things like the burgers and the burrito, the burrito, like that's a pretty basic structure, I guess, which you can do all kinds of things on top of, you know, pizzas, I mean, really the same way. I mean, you can do anything on a pizza at this point. Mac and cheese on a pizza. Right. I mean, go down to Ian's any, any night of the week and you see all kinds of stuff like that. You know, there are other foods, I think like a chicken tikka masala, like you wouldn't maybe put bratwurst in that, but you might have a brat with Indian spices and it would taste really good, you know? So I think the intent is important for me sometimes. Isn't there a poutine? Where did I just see that? There was a, a Japanese style of poutine. Sure. I think, and I did not order it because I was afraid, but I think it might also have like a burger patty. I was I was Googling the name of it to try to figure out what it was because right. our server could not tell us. And it looks like maybe it's a poutine with like a hamburger on it and you can get it with fries or rice, which I think would maybe like make it not a poutine anymore right you need fries for sure in a poutine yeah what kind of cheese is this japanese restaurant stocking right it's just an interesting um see that might be a a bridge too far where like they take it to the point where you literally can't even tell what that's going to be like i could tell people what a burrito is and they could back off but they kind of get the idea for the most part that is so much going on that who knows what you're gonna i mean you you could have got anything when that when that dish came to your table. Yeah, and when poutine or a burger or yeah. rice with gravy on yeah. it, I yeah. was not sure. And so, if your server can't tell you what it's going to be, that's a problem. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that burrito is going to be successful in Madison? Uh, I think so. I mean, like that that doesn't seem like the right location to me for them. But if they're making their money, if you know, if their delivery reach extends to the campus then they'll probably do really well. <laughs> you know, I don't know how late they deliver, but yeah, I mean, I think, uh, like I said, it's not often that I try something and yeah, I ate that and then go, I could use another Angry Whopper. Oh, that's, oh that sounds great. Oh, I could use that 
one more of those Taco Bell tacos where the shell is a fried chicken. You know what I mean? Like, like it's like one and done usually. So the fact that I went back for that is probably a good sign. It's an endorsement of the burrito. Is it an endorsement? I think, you know, I think there's, there's a lot going on there, let's say. And there was obviously more going on than I was able to properly explore in one burrito. Burgritos more than meets the eye. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you so much for trying that for us. Oh, Lindsay, it's my pleasure. This has been The Corner Table, a podcast about food and drink in Madison produced by the Capital Times. Our music was composed by Patrick Christians. Check out Rob's column about the burrito at captimes.com, where you'll also find recent stories about local popsicles, food carts, and more. Follow us on Facebook at Corner Table Podcast, and subscribe to The Corner Table anywhere you get your podcasts. I am your host, Cap Times food writer Lindsay Christians. My wish for you this week is a nice hot cone of fries, the super crunchy kind, with whatever you feel like dipping them in. Cheers! Cheers!